0: Amen. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. God is faithful. And lights are somewhere. Lights. Didn't need lights. But there they are. Now I have to get my eyes adjusted. Man. Man, isn't God good? God's faithful. Say, God's faithful. Man, what an awesome week we had last week and resurrection weekend. And we had, we had close to, between both servers, close to 700 people, amen, 675 people or so in between 650 and 700 people, man. Thank you for bringing people and, and, uh, and just being a part of our service to get, get connected and get to know our church and know what we're about. And, and anyway, just as I said, Connect Class is, is tonight. And if you're looking for a home church or want to know more about a church and looking for a church family, come out tonight at 4 o'clock. You can sign up in the lobby and uh, just so we can prepare, make sure we have enough food for everyone. But man, my wife and I and our leadership team would love to meet you guys tonight at 4 o'clock, anyone that's interested. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 1. And I'm going to continue on a series I started last week called Behold. He is more than just a man. Say that with me. Behold, Behold. He, is he is more than just a man. You know, this was birthed out of, out of the scripture in John chapter 19. When, when Pilate was standing up Jesus and he washed his hands... You know, because he believed in his innocence. And he's standing there, and Jesus, here he is bleeding. He's got thorns in his head. He's, he's, he's been beaten in his back. They've got a purple robe on him. They're mocking him. They just released a, a murderer and a robber, Barabbas. And, and Jesus is standing there, and Pilate says, Behold the man. And every time I read that statement, it would just agitate me. Behold the man. And I'm thinking, no, and that kept going off on the inside of me. He's more than just a man. Right. He's more than just a man. He's so much more than just a man. And so that, so that was a couple months ago as I was reading that. And the Lord said, I want you to do a series on this. And we're going to unpack over my, my times with us just what behold. You know, what does behold mean? It means to pay attention to. It means to, to lay hold of with the heart and the mind. So when you behold something, you're paying attention to. You're giving your heart to something. And when you behold something, you're, it, it's, it's not just something you're seeing with your eyes, but it's something that starts to shape your heart. Behold. Behold, he's more than just a man. And, you know, in, in today, in, in today in society, you know, there's all kinds of different religions. And, and no one really, you know, really deny necessarily Jesus' existence because, because religion after religion. though, yeah, Jesus existed. He was just a good man or he was just a good prophet or he was just a good teacher or he, you know, he, he really loved great. He really communicated great. And, you know, and yes, he's, he was a good man, but, but you know, it, it, it just kind of stops there. Because he's so much more than just a good man. He's so much more than just one that loved great. He's so much more than a great prophet. He's so much more. And, and I, want the, I want a revelation of Jesus. You know, often when you're kids, you know, and, and you ask, you have kids and they go to the children's area, and you know, when you ask, well, what did you learn after, after service? Jesus. What did you learn about Jesus? So, so when someone asks you what was church about Sunday, you can say, Jesus. But, but I, I, Jesus, I just want this aspect of Jesus to, to really just get out. Because so often we hear about Jesus and, and just that understanding of Jesus can just kind of go over our heads. And it also become something that we mental assent to. And, you know, when you mental assent to something, what happens is, is you lose the life-giving power that that revelation brings. Because he's so much more than just Jesus. He's so much more than just Yahweh. He's so much more than just, just the name Emmanuel. He is so much more. You know, I, I mean, this, he, he's so much more than an image. He's so much more than an icon. He's so much more than a, than, a, than a painting on a canvas. You know, I have some pictures. If you can just start to show the first picture. You there's know, a lot of old pictures of that people portray Jesus in certain ways. You know, anyone that grew up in the 70s or born in the 70s like me or older. So the next picture. Does anybody remember this picture? Yeah. Did, did, you, did, you, did you have that picture on your wall at home? You know, growing up, you know, every one of my mom's friends, we had that was that picture was on our wall. Do you remember that picture? You know, and you know, if I disobeyed, I didn't want to look at that picture. You know, it's like, you know, it, it's like <laughs> But look at the picture, you know, it's like Jesus just didn't see me do that. <laughs> yeah, but see, these are images that we get in our, we get in our heart, and, we get, and, and there's nothing wrong with trying to portray something. So I don't want to leave that impression, but what I want you to see, he's so much more than just a picture. Yeah. Sh- show the next picture. Now, if you're a Catholic, go show the ne- next picture. He's so much more than someone that's still on a cross. He's so much more than just a man that was, and a you know, more modern one, show the next one. You know, it, we, we don't know exactly what Jesus looks like, and it doesn't matter what Jesus exactly looks like, because, because it's, it's, not, it's not about beholding him in the natural. But what I want to go off on in our hearts is, who is he really? He's more than just a fairy tale, a fable, a story, a tall tale. He's real. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and I. So who is Jesus to you? Is he just a man that was? Or is he the God that will always be? Behold, he's more than just a man. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. And I just thank you, Father, that you just we just open our hearts to you. And, and I pray over all of us, those here, those watching by way of Internet, Father, I pray over all of us, Father, as Paul prayed over the church of Ephesus. Father, that we would have, you would open the eyes of our understanding, that we would have wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that we would know the hope of our calling, the inheritance that we have, and the exceeding greatness of his his power. So, Father, I thank you that we have ears to hear, and we have eyes to see, and we have hearts that are open and ready to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. You see, this year is about, we've been saying, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Say that with me. Show me your glory. You know, there's is days of glory, days of flourishing, and days of abounding. And you've you've heard me read scriptures out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, that it says that if we we see the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. But let's look at a scripture here in in Hebrews chapter 1. And I'll go forward this morning. In the Amplified of Hebrews 1 verse 3, it says, He is, say He is. He is the sole expression of the glory of God. Wow. Man. Who is Jesus? Behold, he's more than just a man. Here it says, he is the sole expression of the glory of God. The sole expression. Meaning there's not another expression. He is the sole expression. Of the glory of God. The light being, the outraying of radiance of the divine. And he is the perfect imprint in the very image of God's nature. Wow. He's more than just a man. He is the sole expression, the very imprint of the image of God. Isn't that awesome, Charlene? Jesus. So, So if I look at Jesus... And he's the sole expression of the glory of God. And the glory of God is the goodness of God, the presence of God, the power of God, the love of God, the mercy of God. So Art, when, when I see, if I want to see the goodness of God, you know what? I look at Jesus. If I want to see the power of God, I look at Jesus. If I want to see the presence of God, I look at Jesus. If I want to see the love of God, I look at Jesus. If I want to see the mercy of God, I look at Jesus. Because he is the sole expression of the image of God. So when we say, show us your glory, Father. What I'm saying is, Father, expand my revelation of who Jesus is. That our hearts would expand that our hearts would spiritually explode, so to speak, with revelation of who Jesus is. You know, Jesus often had conversations, whether it be with the disciples or, or whether it be with the Pharisees and doctors of the law. And he's talking to his disciples one time and he, and he, he asked them a question. He says, who do men say that I am? They, they were wondering, what is every, everyone else saying about me? And they said, well, okay, some, some say you're, you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elijah, some, some say you're a prophet, some say you're Jeremiah. But then he says, who do you say that I am? You see, they, they're really, they're really what they're saying is, well, some say you, you could be just like John the Baptist, some say you could just be like another Elijah, you could just be like one of all the other prophets. I mean, I mean, really what it boiled down to is society and mankind was really their answer was, well, they just think you're just another prophet. Right. And actually, some of them said, you have a devil. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they, some thought he was he was crazy. Some thought he was a lunatic. Amen. Right. Thought he was a liar thought he was blasphemous, thought, he, thought he, he, he didn't care about what they thought. So, so Jesus is asking them, what is man saying about me? You, you ask that question today, and Jesus asks you that question. Well, what is, what is the world saying about me? You're going to get all kinds of answers. All kinds of You're going to probably get the, some of the same answers. Some of the same beliefs that they had in that day, same beliefs are still apparent today. He's more than just a man. So the response was, but he said, Well, who do you say I am? And, and Peter says, Wow, well, you are the Christ. You are the Christ. You are the Christ, and, and the, you are the Christ, You're the Son of the Living God. And then Jesus steps back and says, Peter, he goes, Blessed are you. Blessed are you. Goes, because flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you. Stop trying. To receive the world's opinion of who Jesus is, because it's not—I don't even want you to. You, yes, I want you to receive my opinion, what I'm sharing with you. But what happens is when when something goes off on the—it was something that went off on the inside of them. It wasn't just head knowledge that they were seeing. But but Peter says, "You are the Christ. You're the—you are more than just a prophet. You are more than just a man. You are Christ. You're the Son of the Living God." And and, and he said, "Flesh and blood didn't tell you this." But my father, which is in heaven. Yeah, there's some things coming through me. But what I want to happen is the Holy Spirit to bring revelation into your heart that he's more than just a man. So when someone asks you, who's Jesus? It can be personal for you. He's my savior. He's my healer. He's my deliverer. He is the Christ. He's, He's the son of the living God. Blessed are you blessed are you. You see, there's an empowerment that comes when you understand who Jesus really is. There's an empowerment that comes into your life. There's a blessing that comes into your life when you take him off the object of just being a man, just being a character in a story. And it all of a sudden it goes off in the inside of your heart and it brings about such revelation that it changes how you think. It changes how you live. It changes how you talk. It changes how you walk. See, it, it, this, this Jesus is not just something that I ascribe to just for a way to heaven because there's multiple, way of there are multiple ways of heaven. There are not multiple ways to heaven. Well, if I just love people, well, praise God, but you're still going to hell. The issue comes down to a revelation of Jesus because he is more than just a man that loved He is more than just an idea. He's more than just an image on a canvas. He he is life. Blessed are you, Simon, because flesh and blood didn't reveal to these, but my Father, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Behold, he's more than just a man. Go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. I'm going to read this in the passion translation he's more than just a man Jesus had conversations and, and a lot of the conversations always had to go back to who he was why he was there why because there was still this concept that well, he's just a man could well does anything good come out of Nazareth now think about that. These are statements that were, does anything good come out of Nazareth? Oh, well, he's just, he's just Mary and Joseph's boy. And we know his brothers and sisters. Why? Because they couldn't get over the fact that God was true to his word and that God was right now. See, because it's, if we're not careful, like I said, if we just see Jesus as a history thing, and like Tessa said, no, it's got to be right now. What's going on right now? John chapter 5, verse 39. Jesus talking with the Pharisees and different ones, and he says, you're busy analyzing the scriptures, frantically pouring over them in hopes of gaining eternal life. You're pouring over the scriptures just because you think the scriptures are are going to be what gives you eternal life. Everything you read points to me. Everything you read points to me. Hmm. Yet you still refuse to come to me. Why? It's just a man, it's just a prophet, just a good guy, just love people, has some crazy followers. You're busy analyzing the scriptures. I mean, they're looking at the Scriptures. Frantically pour over them because in the hopes that there's eternal life, everything you read points to me. Yet you still refuse to come to me so I can give you the life you're looking for. Eternal life. Jesus says, I do not accept the honor that comes from men, for I know what kind of people you really are. And I can see that the love of God has found no home in you. I have come to represent my Father Yet you refuse to embrace me in faith. You refuse to embrace me in faith. Why? Because he's just a man. As I'm going to continue to declare, behold, he's more than just a man. He's more than an image. He's more than an icon. He's more. I've come to represent my father, yet you refuse to embrace me in faith. But when someone comes in their own name and with their own agenda, you readily accept them. I mean, when just another man comes and he has his own agenda, you say, hey, come on in. How many times do we do that in our mind, in our thought life? Jesus wants to come and bring change, but you know what? We'll allow everyone else's opinion but his. We'll allow everyone else's ideas, but, well, you know, well, maybe Jesus didn't really mean well, because, you know, so-and-so said this, and, 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 and that religion says this, and this religion says this, and, and that religion says this. Why? Because they couldn't see him for who he was. And I believe there's churches all over the world where people are gathering in churches, but people sitting there still in the back of their minds. Did he really say that? Did he really mean, did he really mean that? Did he really mean he forgave me of all my sins? Did he, does he really love me? I've come to represent my father, yet you refuse to embrace me in faith. But when someone comes in their own name with their own agenda, you readily accept him. Of course, you're unable to believe in me. For you live for the praises of others and not for the praise that comes from the only true God. He says, I won't be the one who accuses you before the father. Man, thank you, Lord. The one who will incriminate you is Moses. The very one you claim to obey. The one in whom you trust. If you really believe what Moses has written, then you would embrace me. Why? For Moses wrote about me. But since you do not believe what he wrote, no wonder you don't believe what I say. Now, think about this. He's talking to people and and they can't receive anything he's saying because they keep hitting this wall. He's just a man. He's just a man. He is just a man. Who does he think he is? He's just a man. He's just a man. And he's saying, you won't believe me. He said, you say you believe the the words of Moses, but but you don't even do them. And, And he said, besides, he wrote about me. He wrote about me. So he goes, goes, you want to get to know me? He goes, you're pouring over the scriptures constantly because in them you think you have life, but really everything you're reading is pointing to me. It's pointing to me. It's pointing to this time. It's pointing to this hour. It's pointing to right now. So he's saying, look, look, you know, go back to what Moses said because he talked about me. Behold, he's more than just a man. Let's go to Exodus chapter 3 and let's look at something that Moses wrote. Let's look at something that Moses wrote. Thank you, Father. Exodus chapter 3. Now last week we showed Dr. Savell talking about Jesus in every book of the Bible. So there's a lot of things I could bring out about what Moses wrote. But for my assignment this morning, I want to key in on the scripture. Exodus chapter 3, verse 11. And Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee. I have, set, I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, and shall say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? And what shall I say to them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me unto you. Now, get this this is my name forever. Say that with me. This is my name forever. Hallelujah. And this is my memorial. Say, this is my memorial. Unto all generations. Hallelujah. This is my name. So when he said, I am. He's saying, this is my name for all generations. All gen- he, he didn't all of a sudden, okay, up until this time. No, all gen- this shall be my name for all generations. This shall be my name for all generations. So here, Moses is unveiling to them. God's unveiling to Moses. Who, who sent me? Tell him the I am sent me. Yes. I am that I am. I am that I am. So when Jesus was talking to them about, about who, who, who sent you, and Jesus says, you know, my, my, my father sent me. I am from above. You're from beneath. You're of this world. I'm not of this world. You speak things that, that, that are from below, but I speak things that are above. Meaning they couldn't understand because all they could keep seeing was he was just a man. So here, this word said, this word, I am, will be throughout all generations. So so when they said, if you would receive Moses' teachings, you would understand who I am. Because I am the I am. I am that I am. You see, in this whole whole aspect of time when Moses is writing, there's a a connection. There's a a new thing taking place with Moses' heart. We know he wrote Genesis, Exodus, uh, Le- Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, and the Torah. And-, and he's writing these things. But all of a sudden, Moses gives us some insight of what's going on here. All of a sudden, Moses, by the direction of God, is introducing God in a new way that never been exi- never, never known before up to that time. Up to that time, uh, from, from the beginning of Adam day all the way until the children of Israel being in bondage. They just knew him as God Almighty. They just knew him as El Shaddai, the God who nothing is impossible, just a God all-powerful. They knew him as the creator. But in Exodus chapter 6, it says this. He goes, it says, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob just knew me as God Almighty. He said, but unto you, I'm revealing myself as Jehovah. Meaning he went from a God that, that was just going to be a creator, just someone that had power, all of a sudden now to a God that wanted to get involved with man. Just just go over one page or one page, in my, a couple pages in my Bible. Exodus 6. And what I just told you was in verse 3. But in verse 6, it says, Where until you say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you out. You see, all of a sudden it went from a God that was able to do something to a God that will do something. See, he wasn't just the, the creator anymore. Now he's a God that will do something. So here God introduces through, through Moses' revelation of a God that just didn't have power, but a God that was loving, a God that had a desire to get involved with mankind. And, he, and it says it time after time. Wherefore, I send you, children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out. Then it says, I will rid you. I will redeem you. Verse 7, I will be to you a God. Verse eight: I will bring you into a land. So, it went from a God that could do these things to a God that will do these things. And so, Jesus is explaining: If you just knew me, if you just knew, and because Moses wrote about me, what is Moses' right that I am? Yeah. I am, I am that I am. That statement in Exodus three: I love that I am that I am. Vic. I am that I am. Wow. See, he's more than just a man. He is God. He is the I am that I am. And see, people just see God, see Jesus as, oh, that man, that one that was. But he is I am that I am. I wrote down several things that that this I am that I am means. And number one, let me put these on the screen. I am that I am is God exists. I am that I am, meaning I'm real. I exist. Second thing I wrote down is I am that I am means there's no other source. I am that I am, meaning it's not I am in something else. No, it's I am that I am. The third one was, there's no changing. I am that I am. It wasn't, I am this day and tomorrow I'm going to be another something. I am that I am. The the next one is, I am that I am. It is a complete source of power. There's, I am that I am, meaning it's not I am and I need something else to make me powerful. I am that I am. The next thing is, he is God whether you believe it or not. I am that I am. Whether you like it, whether you believe it or not, I am that I am. And the last one I wrote down down was, man conforms to him, not God to man. Man conforms to God, not the other way around. It's not conforming your life to God. Now, it's not about about God conforming his life to you, but it's about us conforming our life to him. Why? Because he is I am That I am. In Isaiah 42 verse 8. He says I am the Lord. That is my name. I am the Lord. That is my name. And my glory. I will not give to another. See it's not God. In something else. It's I am. That I am. He's complete. He is everything. Everything. There's nothing lacking in him. But yet those that followed Jesus, the, the Pharisees, they just couldn't understand it. They just couldn't understand it. The issue for, for them, it wasn't about them just pouring over scriptures, but it's getting a hold of who the I am is. Understanding who the I am is. Without taking time to read through it all, but it, I think it's John chapter 8, I think the last six verses. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees again, and they're talking about, about belief and talking about Abraham and time and so much. And it gets down to the end. He says, verily, verily, verily I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Yes. Wow. Yes. Good. Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. So Jesus said, I am. Yeah. Wow. I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory. I will not give to another. So when we talk about the I am, we're talking about his glory. When you talk about the I am, you're talking about his goodness. When you talk about the I am, you're talking about his power. You're talking about his presence. You're talking about everything that he is. Twelve different places in, in the book of John. Just in the book of John. In John chapter 4, 26, he's talking to a woman at the well and, and he and he and he talk about he t- he says I you know I who's standing with you am he. Am he what? Meaning I am the Messiah. Because they were talking about who the Messiah is. John chapter six, he talks about being the bread of life. In John chapter eight, verse twenty-three, he says, I am from above. In John eight, twelve and John nine five, I am the light of the world. In John 10, 70 he's saying, I am the door. John 10, 14, I am the good shepherd. John eleven thirty six, 36, John 10, 36, I am the son of God. John eleven twenty five, 25, I am the resurrection and the life. John 13, 13, I am the master, or you could say teacher. I am the master or teacher and Lord. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 15, 1, I am the true vine. Behold. He's more than just a man. See, when you look at Jesus, you're looking at the I am. You're looking at God, God existing. You're looking at a God that's the only source. You're looking at the one that doesn't change. You're looking at the one that's a complete source of power. You're looking at the one, whether he's God, whether you believe it or not. He's savior, whether you believe it or not. I am that I am. Thank you, Father. He's more than just a man. He's more than just a man. And Jesus is so much more. He's so much more. You know, Hebrews eleven six. 6. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. For He that comes to God, He that comes to God, must believe that he is. Stop there for a moment. Without faith. How do we bring the I am into our life? By faith. It's not trying to reason it out and it's not trying to thinking it out. It's not, you know, it's not about if I just get more wisdom or if I get more knowledge or if I see a sign or I see a miracle. No, no, it's, it's by faith. And I'm telling you, we're, we're going to see, the world is going to see the glory of God in a measure that has never seen the glory of God before. But you and I, what's going to cause that glory to matter is when we get a greater revelation of who the I am is in our life. When, when Jesus gets off the pages of a book and floods the fullness of our heart. That, that's, it's, it has to be more than just, well, Jesus. No, He is the I am. He is the I am. You want restoration in your life? Look at Jesus. You, You want healing in your life? Look at Jesus. You want wisdom in your life? Look at Jesus. He's not just a man. He's the I am. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. My heart is that we would believe that he is the I am. That he is whatever you need him to be this morning. Faith. See, faith brings Jesus into the now. Let me say that faith brings Jesus into the now. It's not about what your mama might have believed yesterday. It's not about what your pastor might have preached in, in days gone by or Or the church that you used to go to. But it's what do you believe about Jesus right now? Faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Hallelujah. Behold, he's more than just a man. Faith. Faith. Go to Psalms 9. Receive him as the I am. And believe him as the I am. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Jesus is complete. He is everything that you have need of. He is strength. He is peace. Everything that you have need of. I am that I am wants to invade every aspect of your life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Hmm. Psalms 9, verse 9 says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. The Lord will be a refuge for the oppressed, and a refuge in times of trouble. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, the I am is sufficient. Man, Joseph, He's a refuge to the oppressed. Man, where are you at in your life right now? Are you oppressed. Are you going through difficult times? It says he's a refuge in times of trouble. Are you experiencing trouble right now? Is your, is your heart troubled when you lay your head down at night? Are you troubled in your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions? Do you do you lack value of who you really are in, in God? Do you lack, do you, do you realize that? Are you troubled in the point where you don't feel like life's worth it? Or serving God is worth it? Man, he, he, man, he says, but the Lord this is the Lord will is also a refuge for the oppressed. What's a refuge? One you run to. It's a place in the in the storm. It's a it's a place you can hide. It's a place of safety. It's not a place of judgment. Oh, joy! I'm so great. It's not a place of judgment. Amen. You know, I think of the. Uh, you know, thinking about this, I think of even the, the aspect of the Good Samaritan and, and just the fact that the Good Samaritan came along and he picked up the the man that was robbed and broken and beaten and he and he takes him to a to a place and, and he 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 takes him to this place. And he he puts oil and, and wine on, on his and he gives him oil and wine and he coats his his wounds and he 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 cleans him up. And he takes care of. Anything that he owed, and he feeds him and and does these things. See, see, that's who Jesus is. And and Jesus is the picture of the Good Samaritan. So so no matter where you might be broken in life or on the road of life, or, or how abused you might have been, or how bad someone else abused you, and how many people might have walked by you, he's a refuge for the oppressed. He's a refuge for those that are that are troubled. And see. I just, just keep hearing. He's just a safe place. He's not just a man. He's not something I do on Sunday morning, but he's something that I run to every day of the week. He's someone that I have to, I, I, as I bring my weaknesses to him, he sustains my life. You see, when you, when you really say that I am, that I am, what you're, what you're really saying is I totally get rid of, uh, I, I totally refuse to do it myself. Right. Say, oh, well, Hey, me and Jesus are going to get it done. Well, let, let's let Jesus get it done. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying no, his grace comes on us to help us do things we couldn't do in our own ability. But too often we, 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 it's like, well, Jesus, I'll handle this one and I'll just have you when, when the tough ones come. No. He's a refuge for the oppressed. He's a refuge for those that are in trouble. Oh, Jesus. Verse 10 says, and they that know thy name. See, he's a refuge for the oppressed and a refuge for those in trouble. And then he says this, and they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. Know isn't, isn't equative of having wisdom of or knowledge up here. Knowing is being intimate with. Knowing is, is not just well, I heard about Jesus. No, knowing is, wow, he's my answer and he's the only answer. He's my strength and he's my only strength. He's my wisdom and he's my only wisdom. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. It's not just having head knowledge that he's the I am, but it's something when it invades your heart where you, no matter where you're at in life, you're Okay, God, you're the, you were the I am yesterday. You know what? And you're going to be the I am today. Yeah, yeah, God, you healed my body on January 23rd of 1993. You know what? And this thing that I'm experiencing in my arm, you're going to heal that too. Yeah, you, you restored me when I messed up and made a mistake and went the wrong direction. You know, back in 1997, and I'm speaking personally, 1990. I'm not just throwing a date out there in 1997. And you know what? Hey, You know, in 2007, you're going to be the same one that restores me. You know what? In 10 years after that, if something else comes up, you know what? Your name hasn't changed. You haven't changed. Why? Because you are the I am that I am. You're always existing. You're always loving. There's no other power outside of you. There's no other strength outside of you. There's no other comfort outside of him. Why? Because he is the refuge for the oppressed. And when you know his name. When you know his name, this is what Behold is all about. It's about having an encounter with him beyond mental understanding and about having your heart being flooded with his identity. He's more than just a man. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. All he's looking for someone to turn towards him. He's a refuge to those that he does not forsake them that seek him. And John, he does not forsake those that seek him. He he talks about in no wise will I cast you out. (laughs) When you know his name, you'll run to him. The the Pharisees, he he said, "You, you don't come to me. That's what he told him in in John 5. He says, but you don't come to me. You don't come to me. You you go to everyone else. You you go pour over the scriptures because you think you have life in the scriptures, but really it comes down to me. I'm here. Matthew 11, he he, he says, come to me, all that are heavy laden, and, and what I will give you rest for your souls. So it's receiving him as the I am and it's a believing him as the I am. As Annette said, it, that, that the whole thing, your faith will drive you to action. If I know that he's the I am, then I'll seek him. Because I know there's no other answer outside of this. Yet Your answer may come in the natural. But it's always going to come through the father. It will come through other people. It will come, it, it, it will come through a prayer. It will come through a manifestation of power. Yeah. But ultimately, really, my refuge is him. Come to Him. Come to Him this morning. Hallelujah. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, not forsaken them that seek thee. I'm going to have Cassie sing a song. that I believe we'll just minister. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to our hearts. And after that, it's going to come back up and just do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. But I'll read this scripture to you in 2 Thessalonians. Hallelujah. 2 Thessalonians. I don't know how many times I've read this chapter. When I read this this week, it just went off on the inside of me because it so has to do with a revelation of who he is and a revelation of his name, of him being the I am. Starting in verse 10 in the Amplified. It's talking of Jesus' return. It says, And when he comes to be glorified in his saints, on that day he will be made more glorious in his consecrated people. Hallelujah. And he will be marveled at and admired in his glory, reflected in all who have believed, who had all adhered to and trusted and relied on him. Because our witnessing among you was confidently accepted and believed and confirmed in your lives. Verse 11, with this in view, we constantly pray for you, that our God may deem and count you worthy of your calling and his every gracious purpose of goodness. Now, listen to that. I love that. His calling and his every gracious purpose of goodness. His purpose of goodness. His purpose of goodness that you be conscious of his ever purpose of goodness. What is the glory of God? It's the goodness of God. Let me start it again. Verse 11 with this in view, we constantly pray for you that our God may deem and count you worthy of your calling and his ever gracious purpose of goodness and with power, goodness and power. What's power? The glory of God is power with glory may complete in your ever particular work of faith with the power may complete in your ever particular work of faith. Faith, which is that leaning on that whole personality on God and absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Thus, get this, may the name of our Lord Jesus Christ be glorified and become more glorious through and in you. Now get that. Thus may the name of our Lord Jesus. Thus may the I am be glorified and become more glorious through and in you. More glorious. More glorious. There's more. There's more. Show us your glory, Father. Show us your glory, Father. Show us your glory. Says this name. This name would be more glorious. Hallelujah, this name would thus, the name of the Lord Jesus may be glorified and become more glorious through and in you. Hallelujah, that this name would manifest his glory more in you and through you. This glory, this name, how it would be more glorious, man, more glorious in you, Rick, and through you. Jesse, more glorious in you and through you. Hallelujah, his name. His name is going to be more glorious in you and through you. He's more than just a man. And that's my prayer is that as we behold him and we see him as the I am, we will see his goodness, his power being more glorious in us and through us. Go ahead and turn down the front lights and, and I just wanted this song that Cassie's going to sing to minister to our hearts Then I'll come up and flow after that. In the, Jesus, in, the Jesus, in the name of Jesus. 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 In the name of I am. Hallelujah. In the name of I am. Hallelujah. Oppression, leave now in Jesus' name. Fear, leave now in Jesus' name. Oppression, you leave now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We lift those watching by way of internet and we declare the glory of God in the I am to manifest right where they're watching, right where they're listening in Jesus name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you for your love abounding in this place. Your love abounding. Hallelujah. Your love abounding in this place that no one would feel alone. That feeling and that that demonic not just being lonely, but it's a demonic oppression of being lonely. It's a loneliness that's not just being alone, it's, it's tormenting loneliness. It's a tormenting loneliness. Not to embarrass you, but if that's you, just, just come up here real quick. I want to pray over you. It's a, it's a loneliness, but it's, It's demonic. You, you have people in your life but there's just this, this feeling of loneliness that you have I think there's I believe there's another one I believe there's another one hallelujah hallelujah Oh, randelemasu kusa. Hallelujah. Woo. Mmm. Hallelujah. Oh, da Bokosa. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Oh, peace. Oh, peace. Peace. Peace, 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 God. peace, 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 peace. every heart. Your peace quicken every heart. Your peace comfort every heart. Hallelujah. If you're here this morning, you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. But this morning, you know, you want to receive the I am just in this time of ministry. Just come up to the altar and, and I want, I want to walk you to the throne room of God and and introduce you to my savior, the I am. If that's you, just come just come up to the altar. We're here to rejoice with you. We're not here against you. We're here to look down on you. Hallelujah. We're here to bring you to the very throne room of God because you know today is a defining moment. You know the Holy Spirit's working on your heart and you're knowing it's like, I, I need this change in my life and I'm ready for that change in my life. It's just a step. Just take that step out of your aisle, out of your aisle. Just take that step. Just take that step. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! Mm. Hallelujah! We receive what Jesus did. We receive His His sacrifice because it was enough. We receive His completed work we receive salvation into our hearts hallelujah hallelujah Woo. Mm, hallelujah Rick do you have anything you good hallelujah Nat do you have anything thank you Father mm, thank you Cassie do you have anything else Cassie hallelujah mm, thank you Father man presence is so sweet Behold, I am that I am. He's more than just a man. He is I am. He's everything you have need of. You may be seated. Receive that this morning. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.